for plebs, by plebs, dropping the Bitcoin only signal. Pleb underground. Welcome everyone to the Pleb Underground. Fuck the police coming straight from Plum Underground. Fuck your girl too, humming late on her underground. Relationships are harder at a distance. Still sending pics are still harder at a distance. Some good at building, some can tweak it. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Automate the cash here. Bitcoin in self-custody, so no cash here. GM, good morning, time to get caffeine in. Helps enunciation, so you know what I'm meaning. Made out of it for her, dusted off for the cleaning. Bond age equals maturity. Fuck dominance, Bitcoin purity. Test, fiat rulers are sadistic. Trick you into masochistic. Life isn't all smooth, the fairway needs a trim. If you're feeling rough, you gotta get in the gym. Elevator broken, but I like deadlifts. Only 850 for a smile while she grifts. If you're on BT, you have an online presence. Mm-mm, gang gang, online presence. There's only Bitcoin plebs and online peasants. We say go fuck yourself, excuse the not so pleasants. Are you like Udi with a victim mentality? Kick him out with a victim mentality. One, two, three, four, boat trips persistence. Underwhelms with the send four ships resistance. Writing infused with sadness helps. Sometimes I put my foot in it bigger than Michael Phelps. On the draw like the game, earning next flows. There's more to this game than learning XOs. Put a team together, 11 more. Work hard until you're tick-tocking. Next block until heaven's door. The old memes don't hit the same. They don't do it anymore. Corporate plebs just want the fame. Take any sponsor just to whore. Tick-tocking, next blocking, till heaven's door. Bitcoin isn't wet, it's kind of dry like talcum. What you post on Nostra can't be erased like Malcolm. In the bear market, when things are looking kind of dreary, we've got new maxis repeating old ideas. Call it recycle theory. Gotta stay solvent, gotta make figures. Run a node so they can't fake figures. Bitcoin Twitter is full of plebs, influenza, and hate figures. Bitcoin uses integers, so a whole one's eight figures. Don't eat the bugs, fix them. Check the monthly review. Notre invité est français, et donc bienvenue. This money is sound, so we'll decompose it like Fourier, the king of the BTC pace of a ring, Nicolas Dorier. Love the rhyme. Caught what you did there with the 850. And guys, in case you didn't understand who is joining us, that's right, we have the, the creator, the, I guess we'll say the emperor, Right, the uh, the the emperor yes. of BTC Pay Server is that what it says, Nicholas Dorier? Yep. My dude, thank you so much for joining us on Pleb Underground. This is insane. Oh, my pleasure. I have thank to admit, I have to admit, I'm a huge fanboy. Uh, I am, and we are going to dive into some of that fanboyism. But before we do, before we do, we are going to move on over to the numbers. Yeah, the numbers brought to us by Time Chain Calendar and Time Chain Stats. Uh, Time Chain Stats actually recently uh, installed BTC Pay Server onto their site. Uh, so if if you want to donate to um, the 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 Bitcoin only uh, cookie free dark mode by default, TimeChainStats.com, you can do so using BTC Pay Server on their site. So uh, yeah, Phil, what are the numbers look like this week? At the time of this recording, the block height is seven. 199,648. The fiat Bitcoin exchange, 29,888.84. Moscow time, 33.45. Fastest fee. Look at that. 15, uh, look at that. 15 sats per V-byte. Uh, looks like the ordinals are still not winning. Not winning at all. 
and chain rewrite days, 735. Pretty secure. All right. Those are the numbers. Those are the numbers. Walton, what do you, what do you think? Are ordinals, are, are they winning? Are, are they winning? I don't think they're winning. I kind of, for, I keep forgetting about them, to be honest. Um, that, that, that's kind of what, that's kind know. of what they maybe, are. maybe it's not really down to ordinals anymore. I mean, like it, going up to, you said, four, you said 14? Uh, 15. Like, 15 sacks. Okay, like like anything under 20, I don't think is is that significant. Like, again, like back in... Uh, like Q2 2021, it we, we, I, I paid over 100 sats per V byte to open a Lightning channel. Like the the, the yeah, double low double digits, man. Like yeah, I I now try and do everything as like one sat or two sat per V byte because I'm stingy fucker. But like, Nick. I don't know. Again, it's 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 like Uber surge, right? Like if you wanna if you wanna if you're in a rush, then then you pay the fee. You know what? I, I've I've been wanting to to pick your brain, Nicholas, about this. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on on ordinals and inscriptions? <laughs> well, like uh, I don't like so uh, a bit of my background when I I started in in uh, Bitcoin. Actually, one of the fir first thing I was working on was um, about a, a protocol that was called Open Assets to create uh, that, that was a way to it was correct coin on bitcoin it was like erc20 in bitcoin it was a kind of a protocol that allowed to do that so i, I actually i i worked on that on 2015 or something like this oh. <laughs> i grew up i grew up no not liking it at all like uh, i'm kind of happy that it moved to other chains uh and as far as uh ordinal are concerned i mean like i don't think we should stop do anything to stop it. Like people do what what the fuck they want. Uh, and but uh, yeah, I will I, I will be grateful if they just move it to some other chains. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? The wish did come true because, as we saw last week, uh, the uh, the shitcoiners created ETH scriptions, uh, which is essentially <laughs> which is essentially just the exact same thing, but but on ETH it's a little bit more rug pullable so you know the use case works over there uh, I, I thought i thought they they called the the standard tier for doing that uh, brc20 but now they are porting the brc20 on ethereum so <laughs> it's kind of a full now, loop <laughs> now yes you can now stake or like restake staked Ethereum or something like that. I'm like, it just what? sounds so fucking fear. It's like, it's like you know how there's 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 insurance and then there's reinsurance and then there's and then there's reinsurance and then there's reinsurance and then there's reinsurance and then there's like bonds on top and it's just like it's all it just it's fiat games. Like it's insane. Yeah, I I totally agree. And guys, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at our first article for the numbers. Here we go. Uh, so so apparently like this this is a lesson actually you shouldn't you shouldn't tell anyone how much how much bitcoin you have especially if you have like lots of bitcoin like this guy uh uh i mean he's saying hypothetically but i i, I think we're, we're I, this guy is doxing the order of magnitude of bitcoin that he has which i think is a bad idea um i mean especially if you have lots um okay so he's saying he's saying like look let's say he's just talking about the psychology of hodling here if if you have a hundred Bitcoin, or if you had a hundred Bitcoin uh, in this cycle, 
um it went up to about $69,000 so 100 bitcoin would be 6.9 million dollars so he, this, he's saying 7 million dollars uh and it then go down to about 1.5 million dollars you know when it goes down to about 15 uh k right um and he says you wonder if you've fucked it up how long will it take for it to kind of go back up he's talking right? about i mean i think it's, i i i i am <laughs> I'm, I'm a couple cycles behind i think in my journey compared to this guy um but it's but 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 still the the, the i i i the 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 shift from going yeah okay i need to like not not eat out so much anymore so, yeah certain certain behaviors that are more high time preference you have to kind of rein them in a little bit in the bear market but i think that's kind of a good thing i think it's actually kind of and cycle theory is bullshit by the way uh uh like yes there is such thing as stock to flow but stock to flow the model is is just nonsense um uh, use my reference but, but um i i do like that you get um times when i mean when bitcoin does is is pumping and times when it's not doing so well because when it's not doing so well it means that actually um you, you know you should spend some time building uh in in multiple areas of the in your life and so there's i think it's been like there's a kind of tidal nature to it and i think that's i think that's good i think that's a good way to live is is you shouldn't be kind of on 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 all the time it's nice to have kind of um yeah, like a, a a wax and wane to life. So, Nicholas, I, I, I definitely, knowing how long um, you've been in the space, I know you've seen a few cycles as well. This is, in my case, it's my third cycle uh, in terms of the, the halvenings. Um, yeah, I call them halvenings. I know it's not a word. Um, but what are your, uh, yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Walton. <laughs> I like that word, okay? Anyways, uh, so tell me, um, Nicholas, what are your what, what are your thoughts? What, what is, I guess, what is the most difficult thing in your eyes about Bitcoin, because Defar in the tweet is essentially talking about the point of it's actually harder not to sell your Bitcoin because of the volatility. What are your thoughts? I, I, I must say I'm not very too much impacted by the volatility because on my side, like, uh, like so long as you have enough money for living comfortably, like uh, you have nothing really that you want to buy, then that uh, you, 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 for this guy that his stash is like a 7 million on 1.5 million, I doubt that he would change his everyday life. I, so I, 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 imagine, I imagine if you've got that sort of money, the, 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 the house that your wife is picking out with 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 your wealth being this or this is quite different maybe that's where the argument is coming from i don't know i don't know his personal situation but like this is this is ultimately i think what what where what are you going to do with the the wealth and i think uh, like eventually i think people do look to acquire land property um because they want a, a home you know they want they want somewhere that they can yeah. they can make theirs maybe not everyone I, but a lot of people certainly people who are, who are trying to make and raise families i mean the the, the best justification for selling bitcoin if, if if you want to buy something else <laughs> like uh um uh, yeah i on my side, I, I think that if this guy, for example, wanted to buy land or like, uh, I don't know, make uh, his wife to stop working for like uh, the rest of her life or something like this. If at one point it reached 7 million, he already had the opportunity to do this. He didn't do that. 
So I, I, I mean, Bitcoin to do it, I think is maybe the point. I don't know. Yeah, but I, you're, well, I, I agree. It's pretty, maybe there's some. So he don't really want to buy involved. something. He, he don't really want to buy a holiday for his wife. He don't really want to buy the piece of land. Yeah. He, he say he want to buy, but he don't do it. So it's like, it, it remind me a bit like, uh, I, I think was it Mrs. Uh, Miss, Ludwig uh, uh, Mrs. That. I think it was in human action where he, he noticed that, oh, lots of people say, oh, I want to do that. I want to do this. But at the end of the day, what they really want is only relief when they, 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 they do a transaction. Else, let's like, just talk. You don't want to do that. I, I can actually explain That's why this is. There's, there's, um, you get uh, not all of, but you get a significant proportion of the dopamine reward uh, from telling people that you're going to do something compared yes. to actually doing it. And so um, this is why you get uh, a lot of people yeah, saying they're going to do all sorts of things because it, it, it gets them part of the reward. Um, they say no person is greater than their incentives. This is a prime example of that. Yeah, I, I totally agree on this. Like... Uh... Either that or like they, they are not clear in their mind about what they really want. And, and if at one point he gets 7 million, he didn't sell and he wants the, the house. It doesn't make sense to me, but yeah. <laughs> yeah it's cope. It's cope. It, yeah, it's cope. It's also the the uh, it's also I think the uh, the mental the mental roller coaster. I mean, for any of us who have been in this space for a while and if you've decided to accumulate uh, any um, significant amount of Bitcoin, um, when you see uh, when you see that type of fluctuation, and again, this goes back to Nicholas's point, right? If you're, you know, if you're being reasonable and, and you're not the kind of person that is just, you know, wasting money left and right, chances are Bitcoin's fluctuations, like you're not really going to care. Like, I mean, I can tell you in my case, uh, I live very simply and uh, I don't really, I mean, you're like, yeah, obviously, you know, I watch the Bitcoin fluctuations. I watch the Bitcoin chart every day. I always have it up, but... I don't really like it doesn't change my life, right? Like whether it goes up or down, I don't sit there and think, oh, missed opportunities or anything like that. But here's a really good illustration, though, about the uh, the purchasing power, because we are in the numbers, right? The numbers section. And we are going to look at some number stuff and take a look at this visualization. It's a tweet from uh, Thomas Farrer. And here we go. If you don't believe me or don't get it, I'll try to explain it to you because this is very important. And I, I really do like this visualization. Okay, so this is the cash one ounce of US gold coin in 2020, $1,770. One ounce US gold coin, 1933, $20.67. That is an absolutely fantastic visualization and i hate the visualization because there's no there's no there's no ounce of gold in the picture um that the, the, they've got time going from from right to left um and the guy that posted it uh is is, is a bit of a weird character like there's do you know do you know uh btc shire like bit yep, um shire? he was posting that that this uh was his name thomas um, has been like follow unfollowing people like and i was like he did it to me too it's like 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 three times four times or whatever um like a few of the apollo sats people have, have been doing it um yeah. we helped him with his cloud chase That's guerrilla marketing like no I, I i can definitely appreciate that uh, i can i i can appreciate that for me I, I think it was just more the reason why i liked it it had to do 
with, you know, obviously with the aspect of inflation. Um, Nicholas, what's your, I guess, what's your favorite uh, visualization or characterization to show the difference, I guess, between fiat and Bitcoin? Because like, I mean, I feel like you've seen the memes from the beginning and they have come a long way. The, the, the meme that I know the most, the, for the longest time, it has been the one with the, um, the shopping cart. About oh, yes. uh, what Bitcoin buy like uh, at yes. the beginning and at every year, like the shopping cart get increased. Okay, I'm going to find that one so we can pop it up to show it for yes. the listeners. But yes, I, okay, you know what? I have to agree. That was one, when I saw that one in um, in 2018, I was like, this is genius. That 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 really hit me too. I, I, I totally agree. Completely agree. All right, guys. This wraps up the numbers, and we are going to move on over to our Fireside Chat. The Fireside Chat is brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, CypherSafe.io. You can't trust paper. You can't go storing your seed on paper. That, that, that's just, it's not good enough. You need to store your seed in something that is virtually indestructible. Store your seed in the Cypher Grid. It also comes with an awesome little punch tool, beautiful packaging, great product. Check it out at cyphersafe.io. If you appreciate high-quality, intricate Bitcoin art, check out the Bitcoin Rolo Triangle. 16 ounces of solid titanium. Absolutely beautiful art brought to you by Bitcoiners. Check it out at cyphersafe.io. That is the Bitcoin Rolo Triangle. All right, guys, you you know you know who's you know who's on the fireside chat. We've got we've got Nicholas Dorier joining us, the the emperor of BTC Pay Server, as I said at the beginning. Um, so Nicholas, thank you very much for joining us. Now, I'm going to start this off with, and again, this is a tweet that for those of us who have been in the space for a while, I could tell you that this particular tweet impacted me. But I want to start off our conversation with this because I think it was a very important time in Bitcoin's history. And I don't know that you necessarily thought that your tweet was going to have the impact that it did. So here we go. August 17th, 2017. I, I remember that time. Yep, I was wasting my time with shitcoins. Anyways, and then I stumbled. I stumbled onto this, this tweet response from Nicholas that got me thinking, whoa, who are these Bitcoin dudes? And why are they, and like why are they so angry? <laughs> Anyways, here we go. What Bitcore users need to know to be ready for SegWit activation? The BitPay blog. And then Nicholas responded with this epic tweet that just I think changed everything <laughs> going forward. This is lies. My trust in you is broken. I will make you obsolete. And dude, I, I think you're the only one that actually stepped forward and said and did what you said you were going to do <laughs> like you just destroyed them so look tell us tell me about that time tell us about that time in bitcoin why was this so significant why did you feel so wronged by bitpay so, so um it was so yeah that was during this uh, blockchain war of Bitcoin where, um, so I, before that, actually, uh, like one year before that, I was big fan of BitPay, actually. And like I was, uh, I was uh, 
kind of uh, pushing customers to use it and like to integrate to their website. And I really like it. Like uh, I had nothing to complain about that. But uh, during the blockchain war, I saw that they tried to mislead merchants. Like uh, they, in this tweet, what you can see is that they are con concealing the reality of what was happening, where there was a very big con uh, content contentious decision between big block and small block. And basically they were not entering to the detail in this block size, say to their merchant, oh, you have to do nothing, trust us and everything will be fine. And uh, they don't explain the problem. So I was, uh, it was a very dishonest situation. And um, I was really pissed off about that. And uh, the fact that I bring them customers that they, was, they, they were using it against me then I, I decided, okay, I will need to find a replacement from there for them for at least the customer I brought them. So my my initial my immediate goal was, okay, all those customers did all these integrations. I need to do an open source project where they can just like change the URL and like use my my open source project rather than BitPay. So that was kind of my uh, immediate impression. And um, so the, the the Bitcoin war was. I think that was the only time where I was afraid from for Bitcoin. Like, no, 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 nobody is sure about Bitcoin future, but it was the only time where I considered selling and not looking back and like stopping this shit basically. So it was a um, it was very difficult times, uh, and uh, yeah, when I when I saw they were so at the, at the beginning it was kind of just a fight, you know, like they both are their point and they yell at each other and everything. But that, from this point is when I, I, I started seeing they were intentionally misleading their own customer. And like, for me, it's, it, you know, it's like, you can disagree with somebody, but at one point when somebody do something more morally reprehensible, then, you know, it's over, like the trust is what, it's what I say, like it's over, it's trust is broken. Like you, you, you've gone too far. There is no stepping back from, from what you did. So uh, that's when I say, okay, now I will work on uh, doing a BTCP server basically. What was the, um, I guess, what was the initial response from the Bitcoin I hate using the word community because it's just a whole bunch of <laughs> random people, right? It's it's like, yeah, sure, you could call it a community, multiple communities, but what was the uh, the initial response? Um, I, I barely I barely remember it because uh, when 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 I kind of uh, tweeted it, I know that some yeah. people were kind of uh, uh, happy I, I'm working on this, but like nobody was expecting I will, uh, you know like taking it seriously for months and months and I get so, so many people involved at the end of the day. So, I mean, I, at the, at the time, I, I think it was not epic at all. It was just a normal tweet. Like what make it epic is that like, uh, you know, keep going. It's like a marathon that's now it's like, what, six years? <laughs> and we're still, still oh, continuing that. That's what make it epic more than the fact that I wrote it at the time. So what was your um, what was your biggest challenge when you first started the uh, the BTC Pay Server project? What would you say was the biggest challenge? Well, like, like 
I think the biggest challenge at first is to get the first user, <laughs> like, <laughs> like getting the first guy that will True. finally come on your, on your Slack channel and start asking questions or yell at you that because it's not working because you know, it's when you get the, your first guy that actually care for something. So I guess that was the most, uh, the, the most difficult first step. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, like after it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a feedback loop where you get your, your first person, you reply to his question, you try to solve this problem and he stick around and then uh, he, he's happy with you. So he talked to somebody else. Then, you know, it's like more and more people coming and we are just still doing that every day. Like still following the same, this same, uh, this same model. And I, I feel it works pretty well. And uh, yeah, it's a, so it's very difficult to start at the beginning. I think all projects are like this. At the beginning, you you just want some one person to care at least to give you feedback and use your stuff. And then after, it's just a question to sticking with it. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Just get one person to care. It's it's absolutely true. I, I I do agree with that. So let me ask you also this. Yeah, I just want to ask you everything I could think of right now. Um, so why did you choose specifically um to go open source uh, because I, I just this is something that we explain when we do our um our btc pay server monthly updates is that btc pay server is not a company it's not a corporation it's it's completely open source and and you guys all work together so why i guess why did you choose that that model instead of going the uh, the route of a uh, of a corp uh, of a corporation so there is two reasons. One is that I wanted to destroy the business model of Big Pay because I was pissed. So like, if there is a free alternative that people can use, then why the fuck you are going to pay somebody to 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 handle that? So it was one one of the reasons. So the other reason is that uh, as well, like during the so during the fork war, what we saw is that even if Bitcoin was decentralized at the protocol level. Like, I mean, there was bit mining centralization, but it was not that bad, uh, a bit too bad for some people, but it was kind of okay. There is lots of, there was lots of node, but despite of this, uh, there was centralization problem because everything that was built on top of Bitcoin was owned by companies. And uh, those companies become more and more powerful and start doing this kind of shit that happen. So, and the only way to defend on, against this is by making Bitcoin hard to change in a way. And the way you make it hard to change is by having everybody running their own like stack on top of, uh, on top of, uh, on top of it. And like, I mean, when everybody is like doing their own stack, you cannot go to one single company and say, oh, you will use this fork instead of this one. Like nobody will follow. So, um, like going the open source way and distributing to wide, widely lots of people and making it impossible to change uh, like, like they tried to do was very important to me. And there, there is a, as well another reason is uh, when you are developing a solution. Um, so I'm a developer. I don't want to spend my time, you know, like uh, doing compliant shit, like having to prostitute yourself to investor to get uh, enough money to pay a fucking lobbyists uh, that allow you to get a paper like uh, by a fucking bureaucrats, you know, it's not the kind of stuff that I, that I want I want to do. I want to focus on coding and uh, all of this, like if you are a company, 
then you need to do all of this shit I don't want to do. And you are limited at every corner. Like if you want to do a payment processor and, and run a, and, and be worldwide, it's impossible. Like every fucking country will ask their own bribe. Uh, like every company will try to lobby against you or do like, or, or do some shit. Like it's a fight you cannot win. Like it requires lots of funds, like lots of, uh, yeah, lots of, um, yeah, lots of funds. So it means that you need to prostitute yourself to VC. And even if you do, and lots of lawyer, and even if you do this, like, you know, you never know, like uh, you, you bribe someone, then you get uh, for some 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 reason, like he, he moved to somewhere else and then you need to bribe the other person. It's not, it's not, it's not you're not working to make the life easier to your to to the merchant or to the customer. You're just like most of your time is spent bribing people to get to get your business running, basically. So uh, yeah, so uh, the the nice thing when you're open source is that you don't have to give a shit about that. Like it's spread across border in way easily. You know, like I mean, you're just in the internet connection, like reading some English documentation and you can just run your BTCP server. Like uh, it's, uh, it's way easier to conquer a market uh, from an open source perspective than it is by being a company, even if the company is like supported by lots of VCs. Like most of the money of the VCs would go to lawyers. Like they won't go to the yeah. product. So I only have to focus on the product, which is way, 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 way simpler than all the rest. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. And actually, while you were explaining that, it kind of brings up the uh, the point because you explained this about the lawyers and everybody wanting their bribes. So I have to ask you, right? Um, because clearly, I, I mean, in my eyes, what you guys are doing at BTC Pay Server is incredibly disruptive in terms of payment processing. Um, and even though the whole world may not really realize it, um, my question to you is this. Um, have you been approached by any of the, uh, I guess the, the financial world, um, and, and kind of like, I guess, pushing on you guys, like, can they even push on you guys? Can they get you to stop doing what you're doing? Has there been any type of, I, I hate to use the word threat, but no, no, ne never, no, never like. I, I mean, like, why, why treating us if they want to do a centralized payment processor, they can just fork BTCP server and build on top of it. And we're kind of happy in a way, like the, the best way to, um, we also encourage this model. So, in a, we, there, there was this conference in, um, uh, that we have gone to uh, Bitcoin Prague. And in <laughs> front of us, there was this payment processor that was called the LN Pay. And we was wondering what, what they were doing and what, and, um, Later they come. They come to us. Ah, we're so happy to 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 see you guys uh, uh, from BTCP and everything. And they say, actually, our, our payment processor is a fork of BTCP server, and we just like customize stuff inside of it. And uh, like uh, we we're uh, on my side, I'm super happy about that. So I'm encouraging the business to, if they want to do their for profit on top of the BTCP server, that they do it. Uh, the best enemy to uh, what I'm saying is that imagine you are fighting against a company. At the time, it was BitPay. The best way you fight those companies is by having other businessmen doing it for you. So, like, 
you provide those tools to other companies and they fight on the marketplace and push them out of competition. So that's, uh, I'm encouraging this system. So why returning me? They can just build their own shit on the on BTCP server, you know? <laughs> Dude, that is some 4D chess right there. I, I, I yeah. like Okay, so I'm going to ask the flip side of this question, okay? And which is, okay, so haven't gotten anything bad from, from these types of payment processors, but have um, you just explained to me that a, a company forked BTC Pay Server to use on top of that, but have you gotten, have, has anybody reached out to you from the, the legacy finan financial system uh, to figure out how to implement BTC Pay Server. And when I say somebody from the legacy, like MasterCards, Visas, you know, Citibanks, like I'm talking about those types of players. No, I, I think not really. Like uh, BTC Pay Server, even if the, in the Bitcoin community, I think is quite a well-known. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think like financial institutions are very interested in the payment aspect of Bitcoin right now. I think they are more into like the, uh, the investment thesis of Bitcoin. Yeah. So we never got really rich out about that. Um, yeah. It, it, maybe okay. one day, I don't know, but uh, for now it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very interesting. Why do so many uh, European Bitcoiners end up in Japan? <laughs> <laughs> So starting by starting by uh, Corpelas, <laughs> like uh, I don't know. Like frankly speaking, Japan is a pretty great country to live in. Like you know, you go out at the middle of the night, uh, two a.m., three a.m. in the street. Like you don't fear anything happening to you. Like you you even if you are in the middle of the night, your wallet fall into the ground and uh, you, you go back home. Like the, the day after you go to the police station and you will find your wallet. Like, is, is that safe? Wow. Like, uh, the, the, the only don't, so there is two don't sign in Jap in, uh, for living in Japan. Um, one is that there is lots of social pressure, but as foreigner, you don't have, you don't have any social pressure because they kind of consider you kind of, different in a way than Japanese. They, they have more social pressure between Japanese than with foreigners. And um, so that's good. Uh, and the other downside is in general, like uh, uh, Japanese company are pretty hard to work with, but I, I, I'm kind of lucky. I think in the Bitcoin uh, industry and uh, as well, like the company I, I'm, I'm working in, in, uh, in DG, it's like, I never got any problem. I'm just, I'm just wondering so, so, sometime why they are hiring me and leaving me so much uh, freedom to work on BTCP server. You know, I cannot, uh, so, so I'm golden in a way. And uh, I think lots of Bitcoiners are also golden, like to find good, great company in this industry. I mean, it's a very nascent, nascent um, industry. So it means that most, company or maybe startup and they don't have the same culture as, as old uh, Japanese companies. So I think that's, that's playing for it. And uh, yeah, Japanese girls are wonderful. <laughs> so uh, it's a uh, nice country, nice country, nice place I mean, to be. Cl clearly many Bitcoiners have um, Japan fetishes because even uh, Satoshi Nakamoto is named uh, in a Japanese style, uh, despite clearly being clearly being at least part British. Um, you can tell by the humor, right? The classic line of, um, how does it go? Um, 
I don't have I don't have time to convince you sorry or something like that like uh yeah clearly yeah. isn't isn't japanese but Jap- japanese name it's it's i i find it interesting of course you know was was i believe mount was mount gox based in japan am i, am I wrong about that uh yes 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 interesting so some of these early kind of um yeah bitcoin stuff was japan interesting yeah um, it's a pretty great country with so- very safe <laughs> One further question for you. We had, um, we had, uh, I, I somehow summoned Rockstar to the show uh, a couple months ago, um, and then had the pleasure of hanging out with them a bunch in Miami. Um, and he and he talked about how he wanted to contribute to Bitcoin, um, but contributing at the kind of application layer rather than at the base layer. Uh, he he saw as being um, more useful. I was thinking about um the 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 numbering of layers earlier yeah. today i was thinking okay so if bitcoin but, is is base layer and lightning's layer 2 uh and then if you do an app using lightning is that is that layer 3 it's like if you do a lap you if you do an app using yeah. layer what building on top of layer 1 is that layer 2 so is btc pay server like a kind of layer 2 like how does it so, uh, how do you how do you determine what what counts as a as a layer or uh, like if you kind of have applications that are built on top of of layers, how, how I, I think it's a, the context of layer is different from what you're. So in Bitcoin world, layer one and layer two is like Bitcoin and Lightning. But I think what uh, Rockstar was referring well, is, is more a layer two though, right? Like this is this is something again people forget. Big Lightning isn't the layer two; it's a layer two mm-hmm. implementation, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, what 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 uh, Rockstar was referring to uh, was more the software layer kind of things, more than the Bitcoin layers. Mm. And in the software layers, what he means is, uh, so when so I, I started working on Bitcoin in 2015, and I start for learning Bitcoin. I started creating my own library in C Sharp. So that's the fir- kind of the first layer. You know, you do a library. It's something that only other developers are doing. And so it's very ba- what you call by base layer. Because my understanding is Bitcoin is in C plus C plus Yeah. So C Sharp is simple. It's because I, I work on it for like uh, at the time it was already C- seven or eight years. I was working on 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 this environment. I'm, I was very uh, proficient in it, uh, still is, and uh, I really love this language and like this as uh, a env- developer environment that that turn around that. Um, so yeah, I, I created this library, and the thing is that when you make a library, only other developer care about, like That's no right. user <laughs> care about that. But then a library is also not enough to make a to make a app that user care about, you need to make an app for user caring about. So you need another layer. And I and I found that out actually uh, before creating another app layer that normal user is using. I, I found out that in Bitcoin there was uh, something that was missing that was called a UTXO tracker. So basically, when you want to spend or receive in Bitcoin, you need to a way to track the UTXO for wallets. Say, okay, you are, you have a notification when a new Bitcoin comes in or stuff like this. You need some software component to provide an API to do this kind of stuff. And all the choice at the time suck. 
I mean, I, I tried Bitcoin Core, I, I tried Electrum, uh, I tried a few other, I, I, I don't remember it top of my mind, but they all sucked. And I created a, my own that was that is called the NB Explorer. And actually now lots of companies start using NB Explorer for the, in their backend. They don't, just don't talk about it because it's kind of like a kind of a techie stuff that only tech people, yeah, only like developer know about. But then on top of this, you can finally develop your own service and focusing on like, you know, uh, for BTCP service payment processing. So you have these three, uh, you have the app layer, payment processing, you have the like uh, UTXO tracking layer, mm -hmm. you have like the library layer. And like at the end of the day, what Rockstar meant, I guess, is that he wanted to work on something that's normal people, people use. And that's the final layer, that's BTC-based server. But uh, all the different layer, like I, I built it over time before BTC-based server, basically. I have to admit that that was that was very interesting to me. I um I, I never I never really thought of it in terms of that that layering structure. So yep. that, that was very cool, man. Thank you very much for explaining yeah. that. That was very cool. So. So now, yeah, I'm trying to encourage like people to use uh, NB Explorer. So like I said, it's the UTXO tracker. Lots of projects are using it. And uh, if you try to try, if you want to make a wallet that accepts like millions of address and like have like hundreds of thousands of UTXO, the only one that will not let you down is NB Explorer. So I will advise you to take a look at it if you have problems like tracking your UTXOs. Oh, very nice. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna Thank have you. to bug you after the show to get the uh, the link for that, yep. so we can add it to the show notes. <laughs> I, I I definitely appreciate it, Walton. Uh, do you have any more questions for uh, for Nicholas? Um, if BT Pay Server is uh, not a company, um, but an open source project, um, how do you retain your your emperor title? <laughs> uh. Because ah oh, okay, you mean why I'm not hosted by somebody else because I don't own yeah, the share so far. Rockstar <laughs> hasn't hasn't like uh, like done a coup. Like, well, how how do you how do you keep how do you keep him in line? How do you stay top dog? Well, I, I I'm working every day on that, <laughs> so I think uh, so long as uh, it's, uh, I mean. Open source in general is kind of a meritocracy type of thing. So like, so long as you do the work, like, uh, why people will host you? Like, if you want to host me, basically, you need to do as much work as I'm doing, and I'm working all the time on it. So it's it's kind of very difficult. It's a very well said. It's funny because actually, yeah. la, la, we well once a month on 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 Pleb Underground we do the the BTC Pay server. Uh, update um and i remind everyone that that you guys um remind everyone that the bugs are to be fixed not eaten um and and the last the last update i think you, it was you and one other guy that did like all the all the bug up and i said oh nick nicholas's 
Nicholas knows he's coming on the show in a couple of weeks and that we're going to talk about the updates. And so therefore I know he's, 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 he's putting in the work here just so, you know, he can, it, he, it, this is, this is his proof of work in ad, in advance of coming on the show. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. You say, uh, how, how do you stay top dog as you, as you lead by, by getting the work done, um, yep. and fixing those bugs. Yep. That's a nice part of open source. Uh, Rather than companies, you know, <laughs> in companies is uh, who has the money, who gets the title, like uh, in uh, in open source is like who is doing the the work basically. Proof of work. Yep. Go. We absolutely love it. All right. Well, look, this wraps up the fireside chat, and we're gonna move it on over to wrecked. Wrecked is brought to you by Crypto Cloaks. Check them out, CryptoCloaks.com. Amazing 3D prints made by fellow Bitcoiners, such as the 3D printed grenade. That's right. It holds two open dimes. Get the larger one and you can fit a full signing device. Use the code PLEB Underground for 5% off everything in the shop at CryptoCloaks.com. All right, guys, you, you knew you knew that we were going to have to take a look at some of this Ben McKenzie crap because for the anyways, for people who don't know who he is, uh, he was an actor on this uh, show called The O.C. And uh, that was probably the last thing he ever did. And uh, now all of a sudden he's, you know, he's sitting there advocating. Confession against... time. I actually kind of liked The O.C. Like it was quite, yeah, of course. quite it was entertaining great show, then. but 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 like it's just mid mid level acting. Um, and that's still what he does. Right. Like. And, and that's a very good point that you say that because he's he's definitely taking a stance against uh, proof of work and uh, and Bitcoin and you know anytime. Well, I kind of like Gotham as well. Did you see that show? You see Gotham? Yeah, yeah. it wasn't bad. I didn't see it. Nicholas, did you see Gotham? You don't seem no. like watches any TV. I feel but like it was less. About no, the, affair, but the, the other the other actors in it were good. Like it's just people like us who are watching TV, Walton. <laughs> yeah, the the only way I, I know about them is. Is when they complain about Bitcoin and they and they pop up on my Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so here we go. This is the tweet from Adam Back. Um, this is what's going on with former actor Ben McKenzie, and it's funny that that he puts former in brackets because, yeah, there's an implication there. Uh, he shorted Bitcoin or possibly alts, got wrecked, but did not learn his lesson. Now he's doubling down on how he must be right. It was the market that was wrong on the cusp of a bull market into a halving year. And here, let's just take a look at the screenshot. He essentially bet 250K on the crypto market would collapse, but got the timing wrong and lost most of it. Did that make him question his position? Guys, th this is the, you know, not, not that there's a lot to comment on this, but clearly Ben McKenzie is wrecked. Okay, clearly he doesn't understand what he's doing. And unlike the rest of us who had to actually take an honest look at what we were doing when we got wrecked and realize why we got wrecked, Ben, Ben has a fantastic platform with a whole bunch of circle jerkers that bring him on shows and that he can sit there and cry about it and try to essentially coerce other people into not learning about it. Okay, so yeah, you know what? I... He's wrecked. He is definitely wrecked, and he's not doing anything good for his reputation. Um, but we're going to move on to the big part of, of wrecked because, 
you know, the, uh, the Bitcoin companies, the privacy stuff. Um, this is something I was, I was not aware of, and I saw a tweet about it yesterday. So we're going to dive into it right now. Um, fellow, fellow pleb at retweet. Um, has anyone from Umbrel given a statement on this? Is Umbrel capturing user IP addresses? And this is a tweet thread from Run Citadel. For the people who don't know who Run Citadel is, it's a newer node. Um, I, I did the install actually. It was actually a guy that used to work there, that Phil, that, that, that got like that left that was like 14 or 15 years old doing code. Um, I actually retweeted this both from my personal one and from the PlebNet account because. Uh, I run that. So, uh, yeah, like I'm trying to, I tried to give this publicity because I think it's, 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 yeah, not, not good. And certainly there were a lot of people in Plebnet using, using Umbral. Um, but can, can I see a Thousands of Bitcoin plebs using Umbral. Um, they should, they should be aware of this. Um, and Umbral, Umbral should code? respond. Do you want to see the code? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What, why they are complaining? I, I don't understand because like oh. all I see is just a ping to know if there is a new version for Umbrella. So so why, here. why do they say it serves no purpose? I'll go I'll go through it, right? Uh, we'll go through the thread so we could take a look. So here's what Run Citadel said. A new idea certain Bitcoin nodes are implementing, tracking every user's IP address and currently running version. So to your point, right? They you know the devs they want to know the version. That totally makes sense. Uh, version counting can be useful from a developer uh, perspective, but IP address and location? That really shows how little some commercial projects care about. But, but where does it show it? Share location and IP address? So here, this is what he says. Run Citadel says, if you're wondering what I mean, it's uh, it's this part of the code, an hourly ping that looks like a harmless update checker, but serves no purpose except sending your IP version uh, and number to the developers every hour. So let's take a look and see if we can actually find it. I see the current version here. This is, you know, this is the piece looking for the current version. I uh, because they did a to-do and they didn't implement it anything, that's why. I don't see anything about the IP here. Yeah, I, I mean, like uh, when you're making a HTTP request, that's true that your IP get leaked, but... Um, I mean, I mean, if they wanted to make this feature to show an update, if there is a new version, there is no like lots of way to do that. <laughs> like you have to do that this kind of loop. I think what he's complaining is just that this loop is empty. There is a comment uh, in the if inside the loop. So actually, it's, it serves no purpose. Uh, but uh, I mean, it, it could have just been like you know a developer that did this and. You know, move to some other task and to do it later, and I just forget about it. Uh, I don't know what the purpose of Umbrella is behind this, but I, to me, it doesn't seem they are doing something malicious, as far as I see. Yeah, and 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 to your point, right? That this is kind of this is kind of where I find it, you know, interesting for Rect because I, I you know, like I said, I, I did, uh, I was part of the beta program for. Um, run citadel because I, I just love to test out all the nodes when they come out I, I just think it's so fun and i mean you could clearly see that their whole ui is is ripped off from umbrel or borrowed or whatever terminology anybody wants to use so i just i do find it kind of interesting that they're kind of poking umbrel for this because it's kind of like almost the same product 
So I, I, is it, is it more, you know, to me, to your point, Nicholas, I, I feel as though it's a little bit more just, um, engagement farming for their, for their node maybe. Um, but yeah. in terms of tracking, like, like, look, right. In terms of, in terms of tracking IPs, I mean, in your eyes, um, how often have you seen, uh, developers add specific code, like specific code to gather data um, for a malicious intent, right? I'm talking about in a commercial product like this. Oh yeah, it happens happen all the time normally. Yeah. Yep, I, I, I'm using Windows, so it's uh, even <laughs> even worse. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, for, for commercial product and especially like a closed source one, it's like very, uh, it's not this kind of thing where you, you know, they only send like the, as for the last version, it's like you really have a JSON, JSON with like your the MAC address of your computer, like your IP address since when you rebuilt it, and like this type of information that is completely crazy. So for I I don't know for me like uh, what Umbrella do is doesn't seem wrong. I, I think it's just like I, I suspect a developer that overlooked that he didn't finish the feature he wanted to do. Maybe maybe it's true, and maybe uh, Umbrella like is uh, is uh, taking note of which IP is running, but uh, there is no reason to su suspect it's uh, something done in a malicious intent. Yeah, I've just shared an update, Phil, um, in the chat, because oh, um, uh, apparently the the Luke Charles from Umbrella replied, and then there's a reply oh. from Run Citadel. Okay, so here we go. All right, so the code in question regularly pings the Umbrella update server and ignores its response. I don't see how this is related to checking, uh, to update checking. Let's take a look here. Code snippet in Umbrella seems to have caused some confusion among our users. At the same time, we love how vigilant the community is when it comes to privacy. So let's cut through the noise, get straight to the facts, and set the record straight. The code in question regularly pings our update server to check if a new Umbrella OS update is available. This is standard practice in update system. Yeah, it is, absolutely. And how most operating systems work. It was speculated that we are harvesting IP addresses. This is not true. Speculating that this is the case is like speculating that Docker Hub is harvesting your IP every time you download a Docker image. Well, to a certain extent, <laughs> it probably is. But uh, Or that GitHub is harvesting your IP every time you clone a Git repo. IPs are inherently shared when you connect to any service on the internet. I can 100% confirm that Umbrella does not retain IP addresses or keep them around after the connection is closed. This code is part of phase transition to our new update system based on the feedback from several users who don't always see a new Umbrella OS update notification. Okay. Uh, so, 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 I, I mean, I agree with what he said, but uh, I think he's missing the point that in the loop actually is doing nothing. Like um, the 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 main complaint is that the the complaint is not about like uh, to have a loop for checking updates. I think this is fine. The the complaint I see from Run Citadel is that. This loop exists but doesn't do anything. The loop exists so, but doesn't do anything. And he didn't, it it didn't reply on this fact. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And to your point, right? The uh, the run Citadel thread um, goes on much longer and and also um, asserts 
that of course, right? They're they're going to say, hey, look, you know, anybody who's doing this is going to say, oh, we made a mistake. Oh, we overlooked it. So essentially, by providing that rebuttal beforehand, it kind of leaves Umbrell no room to really say anything. It doesn't even matter what Umbrell says at this point because, yep, that's right. You know, we we did this or we missed it and we overlooked it. And this is some of the data that we are receiving. They're not necessarily harvesting the data, but I don't think that's the point. The point is, is that they're receiving the data. So uh, it's a bit of a gray area. Yeah. But I, I also think it's it's um maybe, you know, maybe it's a it's a good argument for for running a VPN. You know, if you really care so much, uh, run a V and again, I'm not saying that VPNs are, you know, hundred percent. As we know, there is data leakage through VPNs in some way, but at least you can cover yourself with like an extra layer. It's yeah, gonna... I think I think it's a drama in a teapot a bit. Uh... <laughs> it is. It, it is drama. It, it, that's that's what it is, right? It, it's like they're they're stirring the pot. I I, I agree. Yeah. They're, they're definitely making some noise on purpose to bring attention. <gasps> All right, guys, this wraps up wrecked, and we are gonna move on over to the hopium. The hopium. Up next, we have Hopium sponsored by Represent. Represent are a Bitcoin, Bitcoiner-owned business uh, based out on the West Coast, producing a whole range of apparel and accessories, um, including amazing shirts like this one that you can't buy, but you can buy something nearly as cool if you go to representltd.com. And if you use the code PLEBUNDERGROUND, you'll get a discount on all of the goodies. Once again, that's representltd.com. Welcome back to Hopium. This week we have three stories. The first story is that uh, the 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 Fiat Oil Bros are um, uh, collaborating uh, um, more in their in their corrupt takeover of everything in the world uh, with uh, the Saudi Aramco CEO joining uh, the BlackRock board and someone hypothesizing that therefore this means that Aramco. Uh, is mining Bitcoin now? Aramco, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, is the the Saudi um, oil um, and everything else corporation. Um, so Aramco is is possible uh, by some estimates. It's it's uh, bigger than Apple. Some people say it's not quite as big, like, but it's it's you know it's it's way way it, before. It's the largest private company in the world. I think, like, uh, the, there is, there's, and, and it's, and it's up there, kind of, with the largest public companies in the world, like Apple, um, and you know, some of the oil companies and this sort of thing. Um, uh, they, they've, uh, Nicholas here sharing sharing some data. Oh. Uh, so apparently, uh, Aramco are number four in the world. It goes gold though not a company then then apple microsoft and then aramco uh silver is, is in at sixth uh bitcoin currently 12th so aramco uh by market cap uh just over two trillion bitcoin just under 600k so it's but it's it's three to four x bitcoin right now so quite quite a big deal uh in terms of uh, movers uh in the world um uh are they mining bitcoin 
probably um what, what was interesting actually i saw q8 q8 banned the mining of bitcoin or the, or the bitcoin in general this week and apparently q8 was actually the cheapest place in the world to mine bitcoin uh the middle east has an energy surplus with um a lot of a lot of oil of course q8 um you know there was some um Kuwait's the reason that the Iraqi war really happened, you could argue, is more about um, uh, control of Kuwait. Anyway, uh, that's a bit of a tangent, but... Um yeah so uh, you can you can mine uh quite cheap in the middle east because energy is really cheap i imagine sand is is uh you know and the wind like uh, and cooling uh you know different challenges uh, but energy certainly is is very cheap uh in the middle east um is it good that aramco are joining up with blackrock uh probably not um but but is there already this thing called the petrodollar where there is a, a, a you know serious uh, alliance between Saudi and the United States financially economically and for power across the world yes so does anything really change I don't know guys what do you think I'm gonna let Nicholas go first uh, good question I have no fucking clue what's going on on the uh, like um macro perspective but i mean like bitcoin is good for everybody you know be be small company big company it's good for you so i'm happy to join <laughs> i like um, the Oh, I was thinking actually there's 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 definitely some and I haven't quite got it but there's some jokes to be made about like so we say that hodlers right a, a dime have diamond hands right or like not paper hands like in in Saudi they have uh, corporal punishment to do with stealing so if like people steal stuff then they then they get their hand chopped like, their finger chopped off and then their hand chopped off well then like uh it, it, with with bitcoin not being able to be stolen that means that then like everyone has has more or better hands something like that it's an interesting know. perspective on the hands it's an interesting perspective um so for me i like i definitely see why this is hopium um it, it's kind of like two evil empires combining together um i mean obviously bitcoin is for enemies so hey if aramco is um somehow mining bitcoin um then hey, that just adds that that just adds more hash, right? Just it's more hash, more security. I don't have a I don't have a a problem with it. Um, but to Nicholas's point, right? It's uh, this is all macro stuff, and and to tease to tease yellow, Bitcoin is all macro now. So there's not there's, there's no, it's not, not fuck it, macro. No, like, dude, listen, we're entering uh, the bull market. Nobody cares about the specifics anymore. That's it. it. It's all gone until we crash again. For now, it's it's what Yellow said. It's all macro. All we care about is the big picture. All we want is everyone that's huge that has tons of money to go and start buying Bitcoin and start mining Bitcoin. Everything is macro, Walton. You're not gonna you're not gonna beat me to it. And the last piece I want to say is, you kept calling it Q8. Isn't it Kuwait? Not that I'm. I just found it funny. This, this might like, just be like an Americanism versus, you know, <laughs> English, English. The tomato, like, tomato thing. Like, there's a there's a whole bunch of these things, dude. I, like, I was like, you keep saying Q8. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, me too. It's like, I was it's confused like we, for a while. A lot of people in England will say Dubai when it's Dubai. Like, like, but like, like it's like uh, some things I, I get really obsessed about. It's like, I, I, like I have to say uh, chorizo. Like, but like some people in England will say chorizo. And it's like, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. Like, how, how are you going to? 
like or or like we say we'll say guac whereas like americans like wait what like it's guac it's, it's like guac. like what does it what, what difference does it make like you you're both mispronouncing like a foreign word anyway like i don't know i just that kind of stuck out to me it's kind of stuck out to me okay so uh talking of evil empires um that cues up the next story for hopium perfectly which is the most evil of crypto empires maybe oh, not quite God. but like what one of um uh binance enables lightning uh bullshit basically like the there's it, you it, you can't pay your own lightning invoices from binance um you you submit that you want to withdraw via lightning uh, and then there's still some approval needed in the background uh so they haven't really done it because it should be permissionless instant and cheaper and apparently it's not so um fuck you cz uh yeah guys Nicholas, I, I definitely, I don't know if you saw this, but I want your take on this for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, like uh, exchanges, uh, everybody know whatever they add, they don't give a shit about the tech. You know, it's it's like uh, for the, for them, it's just one more way of getting deposit, one more way of getting a withdrawal. That's it. They don't care about anything else. So yeah, I'm not surprised about this situation because for them it's like like everything else. Yeah? So they don't want to use a specific feature that that make uh, lining uh, great. Uh, but I, I I mean it's kind of encouraging uh, in a way that they did it because uh, they, they they I hope they are getting some feedback. I guess they are they are seeing it, <laughs> and uh, well from there they can like slowly improve up upon it however it's still unclear if they will because like uh from their perspective they may say oh we did this then crossed and like uh trying to make that a bit better doesn't really will doesn't doesn't really improve our bottom li bottom line so i don't know <laughs> like I, in a way i'm happy they did it it's better than nothing but yeah it's a bit un underwhelming i must say I think you make a great point. Oh, sorry, Walton, go ahead. I think they care about two things. They care about liquidity and solidity. And fees. I yeah. mean, look. It, it, uh, it, fee, fee, the, fee, fees, they like fees. They love fees. Like, they, 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 that's the point. What fees is bad for them? Like, like um, uh, so I, I don't know, but for example, in Japan, like the way exchanges make Lot, most of the money, I would say, is not on like fees on the on the trades. It's on fucking uh, withdrawal fees. Yeah. Ah, that's right. So people don't, it, people don't account for this sort of stuff, and it annoys me. It's like they don't. Well, like, they don't account for the. They talk about fees, but then they don't talk about the spread. It's like you've got to you've got to look at the overall thing. Or like someone to me was trying to convince me that you should always be looking to spend Bitcoin. Like always spend and replace, spend and replace. I'm like, but then like. If the person you're giving Bitcoin to isn't going to keep it, all you've done is made exchanges richer by 1% because you 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 paid them half percent when you bought it and they're paying half percent when they're selling it. And the exchanges are just making a you know one percent on on us and you you haven't actually stored more value in the Bitcoin system. It only works if you're paying someone who's gonna hold the Bitcoin and then you're you know you're turning fear into Bitcoin and storing it in the system. Like that 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 makes sense doesn't make sense if they're gonna if they're gonna sell the the bitcoin so yeah yeah i i kind of 
agree with this. Like why, why uh, yeah. So, sometimes I have the impression some people want, oh, I want to pay by Bitcoin with credit card. So they put their credit card, the credit card by Bitcoin. The Bitcoin are sent to the merchant. The merchant automatically convert back to fiat. And you're like, like why? What was the point <laughs> of this? <laughs> just just but fucking use fiat. But to your point, Nicholas, I, I think that this is something that a lot of people don't pay attention to. And if you go back to the exchanges, especially um, prior to 2018, um, you will often, you'll go, let's say, transfer your Bitcoin to an exchange and then go to try to remove it from the exchange. And they're going to charge you a minimum fee no matter what. And to your point, that's where they're making, that's where they're making the majority of the money. Now, the other piece that I wanted to say about the, uh, the, the Binance stuff, right? Um, look. It's it's no it's no secret that Bitcoiners troll CZ all day long. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've posted in his threads. When are you enabling Lightning integration? Um, I know that Dick Whitman, um, fellow Bitcoiner, just pretty much spends days responding back to CZ. When are you enabling Lightning? Where's Lightning integration? So, I think to a certain extent, eh, you know, like for them, I I feel that to Binance, it's kind of a nothing burger for us in terms of perception and stuff like that. Yes, indeed, it's hopium. It's it's nice to see kind of CZ bend the knee, you know, and, and do it. But at the end of the day, you know, like uh, he doesn't, I mean, look, he doesn't really give a shit. This isn't where, you know, he's making any money and it's not really beneficial to him to enable lightning. Like it, it just isn't, that's not where they're making their, that's not where they're making their money. So, you know, like, again, it, it goes back to the incentives. Um, so I, I just, yeah, it, it's definitely hopium, but CZ is, is far from what I consider a, a good actor. That's for sure. One final story for hopium this week. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to use uh, some technical expertise uh, of our, of our guest here. Um, I'd like to share um, some work that um, a friend of mine, uh, Mr. Randy McMillan, who's a, a core developer, uh, but uh, was a cl clubhouse and then Spaces regular, um, uh, and uh, I think early Plebnet guy too. Um, yeah, he is. Uh, he he essentially there was I, I think I reported on this uh, a couple couple months back, maybe even a couple weeks back. I don't know. Time goes weird in the Bitcoin space. Um, that the github um was gonna be on nostra essentially and i think this is what randy's been building something called nostra with a, a, a i guess a, a silent g um like git nostra um uh, and i think he's done something but i i'm not i'm not technical enough to understand what what he's actually done have have we now there is already right there is already something called is it called GitLab? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the right person for this. But we've already decentralized GitHub in that people can host their own Git, right? But with it with it being on on Nostra, um, I think it could be pretty revolutionary. Um, Nicholas, are you are you aware of of, of this uh, project um, and and how significant do you think it can be with advancing humanity? Uh, I don't know. Like, um, I, actually, I'm often a bit behind the curve in terms of Bitcoin because I'm focusing on my stuff specifically and uh, no search. So I, 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 I started 
creating an account recently, uh, but it has been like uh, one month. So I, I'm, I don't know too much of it right now, but uh, in a general term, like at the beginning of Noster, I was kind of dubious that it will work because if I understood correctly, they work in a kind of a food model as well, where somebody make a message and then it's fluided everywhere into the relay and like the relay sent to the recipients. And uh, to me, it seems that it's a huge problem for how do you implement spam control? And what happened when people were starting to do this, like storing lots of data on this relay? Like, I mean, somebody has to store it and mm-hmm. the storage cannot be free. So like, I, I think fund- fundamentally speaking, there is something that will break. I don't know if it's this project Noster that will break or if it's a relay that will break, or if like the relay to be used at one point, they would just, you know, charge on the amount of data that you have there. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I, I, I'm i not very um, optimistic that it can work and like just have free storage like this and works wonderfully uh, without problems. So I- you're, what you're bearish on Nosta, I think that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know because I've been proven wrong. I, I was bearish for it, but it's, it's still sticking around. And like, because uh, Rockstar people, loves it. Rockstar thinks that, like, is like the future. What what I what I saw with Noster that I'm, I found interesting is that at the beginning, so there was some free uh, free relay, and like uh, I, when I started joining, I was using this free relay, and Noster was not working fine, and uh, I ended up like paying some uh, some some uh, paid relay and since i added them then it start working nice and uh i think it's it's maybe there is a business model to do on this like uh, you if you want to use Noster, then you need to pay like some sats to just keep it running maybe it can work uh it just like it, it's a uncharted territory at this stage i was i was not confident on on it at the beginning but i see like people are sticking to it and over time, they try to to make their own like uh, business on top of it, and seem, I mean, stuff stick. But this uh, Git on Noster, I, I I don't know. I I have hard time to understand like who will store this data for free and like what happen if the data is not available I, on the user experience. I I cannot imagine right now. It's definitely holding better than Mastodon. Um, it's definitely, I, I feel like it's, it's getting more traction than Mastodon. I, I do, I do agree with you, um, about the data, um, because the reality is, is that the majority of people that are running, uh, Nostra relays are doing it off of Raspberry Pis. Um, so, I mean, look, the reality is, is that for the most part, they're going to have like a one terabyte drive. That's also hosting their Bitcoin core node to your point about the GitHub on Noster, I, I agree with you. I don't really think that it's that practical, but again, right. In, in terms of, in terms of, um, development and, um, just trying things out. Why not? Right. It's like, let's try it out. Let's yeah. see what the limitations are. Let's see how it breaks. Let's see why it breaks, you know, yeah. like, because you know how it goes, right? It's like you, when, when you start a project, like you don't necessarily 100% know how you're going to get to the end goal, but, but you do know that you have to start on the road in order to see like where the next step can be found. So 
I think it's cool that they're trying it. Um, sometimes we do have to have um, what I uh, what I always like to, to call like uh, efforts in futility. You know, it's like we should know yeah. what doesn't work. You know, like we should be certain of what doesn't work. Not to say that this doesn't work. And I love Randy's work. Mm. Randy is the one who did the Braille uh, Bitcoin project as well, uh, you know, for, for blind Bitcoiners. Like that's very cool. Um, yeah. So, hey, look, I, I definitely appreciate it. And uh, I, I do think I do think it fits well in, in Hopium, Walton. So good stuff, man. It's, uh, <laughs> well, it, 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 <laughs> no, in, in BTC Pay Server, like we are always looking a bit like uh, what the other part of the community is doing, because like, uh, for example, for Nostra, it's more cooks than me that worked on this. But like cooks very often like look what the community does and try to make a plugin in BTC Pay Server. So like uh, some people can try new feature in BTC Pay Server without bothering the rest of the people in core. And, uh, and sometimes like it catch and we say, oh, people really want that. Like, so what we do is like, instead of making a plugin, then we start integrating it directly into BTC Pay Server. So like we kind of support this uh, experimentation and see how it goes. Uh, like a, a typical example, for example, is a, a bolt card payment that we are uh, that that are available in BTC Pay Server right now. Like it started out as a plugin, like uh, you know, like it was crazy idea and like a cook say, oh, it's crazy, but I like it, so he did a plugin, and like uh, it turns out that like. Everybody love it. So I, we say, all right, fuck it. Let's remove the plugin and just put it in core. And uh, I think for, for Nostra, it will follow kind of this. Like there is lots of stuff that are being done. Uh, some might work, some might not work. Like if Cooks or somebody else is interested in to doing a plugin, trying to uh, get a new, you know, advantage of a new feature on Nostra, then try it. And if people like it, then we just integrate it at the end of the day. Very nice, very nice, and we do see we do see Kook's name a lot on the BTC yeah. server releases. It really like a crazy um, like experimentation like this. It's a, we actually internally we call it the crazy scientist. <laughs> That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. Okay, this is gonna wrap up the Hopium segment, and we are gonna move on over to our BTC Pay Server update. Guys, it's not often it's not often that we get the emperor of BTC Pay Server to to join us on the show, um, but when we do, we want him to help us with our BTC Pay Server updates that we do once a month. And from what I'm hearing, we've got some amazing stuff. We got some amazing stuff coming out, Nicholas. What what is happening? Three weeks ago, you guys dropped version one point ten point three. You had some very interesting fixes in there. What's on the horizon? So next major release will be in uh, Friday. So I guess 28 or something like this. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, 28. So we plan for it, uh, 28. And I'm pretty excited about what's coming. So recently, like in BTC Pay Server, we started being more uh, focused on the retail side of things. Why? So BTC Pay Server on, on, on internet, I think we kind of, kind of one in a sense that lots of like the majority of merchants now are using us on internet for accepting Bitcoin payments. So like we don't, we don't have lots of growth uh, at this point, but uh, where we can grow more is uh, in the retail side. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, lots of things in BTC Pay server are not really adapted for retail. Uh, so we are trying to improve that a little bit. And uh, also not only for retail, but uh, also for um, for people making a store. They, we, we got lots of complaints that it was difficult to get summaries about what happened. For example, imagine every month you need to do your accounting for your business. So there are no central place where they could get all the raw data that they can just you know export and send to their uh, to their accountants. So we tried to we kind of tried to take take all of this problem. So making it easier for retailer and having a, a place to get the data that people need to do their accounting in a more effective way. Um, so the the big picture in uh, for the next release, I think it will be the uh, reporting feature. So in a, in a, in in your in your store, you will have a new button. You can call, we call it reporting, and in the reporting, you will have several views on about what you want in your report. So basically, for now, they, at the beginning, there will be three different views. The first is easy. It's the um, report on the on-chain wallet. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by report is like uh, you will have one line per thing that happened on your on your uh, on your uh, on-chain wallet, but you have like a, some kind of aggregation as well that happened. Like uh, for example, uh, I don't have it in front of my eyes, but yeah, like how many Bitcoin you received in, in this period or stuff like this. Mm -hmm. uh, we have another view that is uh, a, a report on the payments. So one line per payments, then you can, you have like some kind of summaries that group that pair, for example, per payment method. So you can see at the end of the month, okay, I got like, a, a, I don't know, $1,000 uh, paid in Bitcoin and 500 paid in, uh, over the Lightning Network, you can see it in one simple page, basically. So you have this kind of aggregation on, on, of this data, or like, uh, for example, if you are using an uh, address, you can see, okay, this LN address get, got that much money. So if you are using Noster and you are using Zaps, then at the end of the month, you can check, okay, uh, my, I got that much money in Zaps uh, for the whole month and in a very easy way. And finally, we have one report for um, you know everything that is point of sale or crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. Like uh, we want the merchant to see, or say at the end of the month, okay, I sold uh, seventy coffee, for example. And uh, on, on those coffee, I made I don't know one bitcoin. It's a very expensive coffee, but that's an example. Like yeah, he has kind of the data to see, okay. We sold that. We got that much money on this time period, and he doesn't have to open invoices one by one to see what's going on. And all those reports they can be exported in uh, in CSV format, nice. which means that if you really want something that is uh, more complex, you just export in CSV. You open your Excel, you do your pivot table, your analysis stuff like this, and like you do whatever you want. But the idea is that we provide the raw data. You can export it, and we provide like very simple uh, summaries on this data. That if, if you're if you're if you have simple uh, demands, so I think that's the big features. Uh, think, that's the biggest one. Yeah, I think that's absolutely massive. Thank you very and much. Oh, go ahead. Another one. Another one. I think that that uh, merchant uh, retail merchant will like. So lots of people like our point of sale 
but they said like if you have lots of items it become chaotic mm -hmm. so imagine that you have 58 items like uh, i don't know 20 drink and 30 and 30 dishes like you the the merchant will have to swipe you know like a scroll to find the item and click on it there was no way of having categories to easily like say okay i want to filter by drink so we add that so now there there will be filters on the point of sale that's very nice that is very nice and actually yes. you know what another feature another feature that that people like like that is um if you have a kind of filter um if you're able to filter based on um uh on uh, on labels so essentially like let's say you know like to your point right somebody is you know selling drinks or chips or something like that like and they just want to see everything that's chips like they would simply be able to type like chips in the filter and every single item that has that as part of their description would show up and you would see their their details so but yes. I, I wanted to go back to something that you said about the reporting um before we wrap up this segment this segment isn't normally this long but because we have you of course you know we want to dive into this stuff um Something I found incredibly powerful uh, with retail customers, especially large retail customers specifically, is the reporting suites. Um, customers will tend to be more likely to see so this is kind of how it works with reporting. You don't know the reports you need until you need them. Like, indeed, you, you, you can think of basic reporting and stuff like that, but until somebody asks you for like a specific piece of data, you're most likely never really gonna dig into the reports. And so I think it's really cool that you guys are putting, you're starting to create the reporting framework this early in the product. Um, because I, I was working on a product, nothing to do with Bitcoin, that you know had been around in the market for over 30, 40 years, and the reporting suite was, it's always an afterthought. You know, it's always it, because at the end of the day, we need the rest of the product to do what it does. But to a merchant, if you're looking at it through the customer's eyes, which I think you guys are, you're, you're seeing that, hey, if we can facilitate this, then people, people are going to want to use this. They're going to look forward to it because they're going to be able to extract data out of it that is meaningful to them and that can help them. So, man, kudos to you guys for doing this. Very cool. Thank you. Are there, uh, is there any other uh, update on uh, BTC Pay Server that you want to share? Uh, let me check quick. Uh, uh, so there, there is the, Dennis as well that worked on um, on uh, the on the rewrite of the point of sale and uh, the cart view of uh, BTC Pay Server. So same feature, except that he recorded from scratch using uh, Vue.js, so it's technical stuff, but uh, it will look a, modern, a, a, a lot nicer, I, I believe. Very and nice. uh, less bugs because it's it's a more simpler code by now. By now, So yeah, lo lots of improvement for point of sale in the next release. Very nice, very nice. Walton, what, what do they do with the bugs? Uh, they fix them, they don't eat them. That's right. Very important. Okay. <laughs> very important. All right, guys. This wraps up the BTC Pay Server update. And, and of course, this wraps up our weekly show. Uh, before we close out, Nicholas, if people want to find you or talk to you, how can they find you? Uh, so well, uh, the, you can use Twitter, like my DM are open, like Nicolas Dorier. Um, you can you can jump in uh, chat.btcpserver.org where all the community hang around. You can you can come here. I have also a Noster account, 
I will not spell it online because it's like lots of lots of letters. But uh, you can find in my uh, Twitter profile. You can find my uh, Noster key. Um, yeah, wherever is fine. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Okay. We're going to add all of those details to the show notes and guys, this wraps up the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe, help us fight the evil nonstop YouTube algorithm. And of course, don't forget to check out our audio only platforms, Apple podcasts, Spotify, and anchor. If you want to stream a sats, check us out on fountain.fm. You can stream a sats through breeze. Walton, how do we finish this one, man? Fuckshitcoins.com. Please like and subscribe. We'll see you next week. That's right. Catch you all next week.